Hello and welcome to Your Life Rocks, the podcast that equips working Christian moms to create balance, clear away the chaos, and reach goals in all areas of your life. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, your host and fellow working mom, and I just want to say thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited about today's show because it's a huge milestone for Your Life Rocks. Today is episode 100. So to celebrate, we're talking about everything. I'll be answering some questions about finding life balance, and we'll hear from some of the best experts that we've had on the show sharing their best tips for you. If this is your very first time tuning into this show, welcome. I am so glad that you found us, especially this week. You'll get a great sense of what the show is all about in this episode, and I hope that you find this podcast as a great resource to help you as you juggle being a working mom. And I hope that you subscribe to the show so you don't miss any upcoming shows. There's also an extensive back catalog of episodes for you to dive into. Now, you'll notice that some of the episodes have brackets before the show title, and it might say faith or home or marriage or something like that in those brackets. And that's a way to let you know what area of life we're covering in that episode. Now, I do want to say at the end of this episode, I have a special announcement. And if I tell you now, I'll just go on and on and on. And there's some really good stuff I want to get to. So stay tuned until the very end. I know you'll be excited to hear it because it's an answer to a request that I get all the time. Now, because we're celebrating 100 episodes, we are offering several giveaways as a celebration. I mean, what's a celebration without gifts, right? So join us over on Instagram or in our Facebook group and learn more about how you can win prizes this week from Your Life Rocks and some of our amazing guests. Now, when I started this show almost two years ago, I started it to provide support to working Christian moms that struggled to find the support they needed, that spoke just to them as a Christian, as a woman, as someone who was growing in their career. When I started the show, I was working a job that required heavy travel and a lot of hours, like beyond full-time hours. But you know what? I wasn't able to join a Bible study at church or connect with other moms. Because it's hard when you're working full time and taking care of home and family and trying to manage all of those priorities. So as I began to search online, I found other women just like me, which was awesome. But they were struggling to find balance and even saying they've given up on the notion of it, like not even believing that life balance is possible. And if that's you right now, I want to tell you it is possible. You have to believe it is. There are two sides to everything. God created the entire world that way, light and dark, good and bad. I know balance is possible because I have experienced an unbalanced life. The guilt, the shame, the loneliness, it consumed me for years. And by the grace of God and his guiding steps, I was able to create a system and a structure for balance in my life. And when I saw these women online struggling, I wanted to share it with more women. I wanted to let them know what I have discovered for myself as a system of finding more balance. Because you know what? It's not just about the structure or the plan or the way you organize your time, but balance is really the mindset and accepting first that it is possible. And I know that that's very counterculture to right now. The world tells us we should be overwhelmed, living on coffee, feeling guilty, not good enough as a mom, conflicted in our marriage. Oh my goodness, if you get online and you start looking at some women talking about their marriage, it's heartbreaking. 
And we're all striving in our careers. And you know what? It's a lie that we can't do it all. It's a lie that we have to feel guilty about the life that God has given us, the blessings that life has given us. That's the thing is that job is a blessing. That home to take care of is a blessing. Those kids are a blessing. Your husband is a blessing. But yet we get so overwhelmed that our perception gets skewed and it becomes unhealthy and unbiblical. I want to tell you, you can have peace. You can manage the fullness of your life. Be the mom you want to be to your kids. Be the wife you were called to be. Grow in your career. Reach your goals. Have the joy in the process. Um, yeah, like actually enjoy your life. I know it sounds crazy, but it is possible. Life balance is possible. And balance is not about perfection. We have to let go of that. Sometimes we think balance is like 50-50 time split. That's not what it is. Perfection is not having your house perfect and looking perfect and your kids perfect and your marriage happy all of the time. That's not what balance is either. It's not about having a care in the world and everything going smoothly 100% of the time. Balance is not a destination we get to and stay at. Balance is obedience. Balance is freedom. Balance is not as complicated as we like to make it think that it is, but we have a habit of making everything a whole lot more complicated than it actually has to be. It feels complicated because there's a lot to balance. Let's be honest about that. There is a lot as a working mom, but let's not turn our blessings into stresses. It's about priorities, right? I'm sure you've all seen or maybe you've heard uh, this story about a professor who shows the illustration of priorities in life and time management. It's that whole rock, sand, pebbles, water in a jar thing. You know, you start with the water and the sand in the jar, and then you won't have room for all the rocks and the pebbles. It just doesn't fit. But if you start with the big rocks in the jar, put in the pebbles, then you put in the sand and it kind of mixes around, around the rocks and the pebbles, and then you put in the water and it does the same, it all fits. And that's what Your Life Rocks is all about. It's about the rocks that you have to juggle, your faith, your marriage, parenting, your career, health, finances, home, and friendship and fun. I want you to try to picture juggling eight large rocks. I don't know anyone that could do that, even if you are like a master juggler, because rocks are heavy, right? There's a lot to them. And to juggle eight of them would be very, very hard. And if you drop one, that could really hurt cause some damage and not be a great experience, right? Well, it's the same thing in our life. All the rocks that we carry have weight to them. They have value and it's not easy to carry all of them at once. But if we let them all drop and just carry one, that's where life gets super out of balance because we need them all in order to function fully. But you know what? It is possible. And what makes it possible is Jesus. We can't do it without him. He wants us to lay those heavy rocks down at his feet. He wants to carry them for you. Think about how light it would be if he was just walking beside you in life, carrying all those rocks. That's what he's promised for us. We don't have to carry them all ourselves. We do not have to live this life alone. And that's why that's our number one pillar of balance here at Your Life Rocks. Jesus, you got to let go of all the stuff. Give it to him. When you're following his will for your life, not your will for your life, you know, that's what the Bible instructs us to do in all of those areas of life. You can find scripture to support his will for all eight of those areas. And when we follow him and we follow his will, life is just easier. It's not perfect, but his grace is enough. 
Now, I said this before, balance is not a destination. It's definitely a journey and we need each other to make it through. And that's why our second pillar is make your world bigger than just yourself. You have to include other people into it. Loving people and letting them love you. And then the third pillar is systems, routines, and habits that help you walk it out. The practical stuff. Now, I'm a very practical girl. I'm a bit analytical. Uh, I want things straight. I do not like fluffy conversations. You know, if you and I met in person, I would struggle with a small talk. Like that to me is like the worst nightmare. And for my job, I have to do a lot of networking. And it causes so much anxiety because that's just not who I am. I'm like, get to the point, give me the meat, that's what I'm all about. And that's why this podcast usually has three to five action steps that you can take to help you reach your goal in any of the eight areas of life. Yeah, we do a lot of motivation and inspiration and hopefully that helps you to actually apply those things. But it really is my heart to help you on your journey, whether you're a devoted listener to the show or you're part of our free Facebook group, you follow me on Instagram, take our courses that we have available online to everybody, or you're a member of the Life Balance membership. It's my heart to help you with all of those things. So in this episode, I have some questions to answer from our audience. If you submitted some questions, thank you so much. We got a ton of questions to answer, and unfortunately, the show's not forever long, so we did select a few that I felt would really benefit most of the amount of people listening And I really hope that they help you. So our very first question that we have comes from Catherine. And Catherine asks, what's the average timeline for a life overhaul? I've been implementing a number of the practices and taking guidance from your show, but sometimes I feel like I should have a better grasp on my schedule and life balance by now. Catherine, thank you so much for submitting that question. I love this question because it is so honest. You know, last week we kicked off our 14-day rebalance program inside the Life Balance Membership, and we cover this right in day one because it is so incredibly common. And really, I have two answers for this because it is kind of a more complex issue. I mean, I could coach someone on this for, you know, a, a few sessions and still not quite get at the root of everything that might be going on. But let me first say, this is why our number one tip is Jesus, because you can do all the things, but at the end of the day, it's really a heart issue. Sometimes we don't follow through on the things we know we need to do. We don't stick to our schedule. We don't stick to our intentions. We don't practice the good habits that we know will bring us results, right? And that's when we go seeking more knowledge, when we already know some of this stuff. We're just not doing it. We can self-sabotage some of the things that we start to do. We can even rebel against the systems that we know will help us most. Trust me, I have been there. I have a rebel heart. And God has had to show me that this was a pride issue for me, that I didn't really trust him with every area of my life. I was laying the rocks at his feet, but tucking a couple away in my back pocket because I felt like I don't want God to have to control that area. I want to control that area because God might ask me to do something that I might not like. So I'm going to hold on to that. And God wants All of us. And when we hold back those things, he cares more about showing us his love and mercy and and teaching us those lessons than anything else. Now, for some women that I have worked with, it really comes down to a matter of discipline. Sometimes we can be addicted to the busyness or the overwhelm and we can make that our identity. You know, right now there's like this phrase going out everywhere, the hot mess express. 
um, you know, that kind of a thing. And we can build that into our identity. And that's hard to break. When you're identifying yourself as a crazy person, as someone who's like, like just unorganized and chaotic, and there's always just craziness happening and everything's an emergency. And that's the way you've identified yourself and you've identified your life. It's really hard to then say, okay, I'm going to stick to a schedule now. Because your identity is not sticking to a schedule. So you're naturally not going to do that until you change your identity, until you change that mindset and your perception of how you see yourself, how you see your life, how you look at what it is that you're working towards. All of those things really come into this. And that's why it's so key to know the truth about God and who he says that you are. And that's why he's number one in all of this. Now, if you find it's not a matter of not doing the things or following through on your tensions, then we need to look at the expectation. Because if you're doing all of the things and it's not that you're sabotaging yourself or rebelling against the systems or, you know, anything like that, you've like shifted your identity and you're still not seeing what you want to see, then that's where the expectations come into place. Whatever you've told yourself that a balanced life would look like, if you're not yet there, then that's where we need to look. Because there is tension between our expectation and reality. And sometimes we can make this fairy tale vision of what we expect it to be. And that will never line up with reality. Because that tension, that's what causes the stress. That's what causes that anxiety. That's what makes us feel like we are not enough. So if your expectations are too high and reality will never measure up to it, then again, balance is not about perfection. It's about the peace through obedience. Pray and see what the expectations are that you need to let go of. Maybe paint a new picture. Look at where reality is and move the bar up just a little bit because it's not about staying in your brokenness and just accepting this is reality, this is what it is. We should always be moving closer to being more like Christ. But ask yourself, what's that next step up? Not like what's 20 steps up and I should expect myself to be there because I took Jenny's course or I've listened to 10 podcast episodes. But what's that next step up for me? And you guys, this is a big one. We have to give ourselves grace. We have to give it to other people in our life as well because sometimes we can be working on ourselves but not seeing that fruit in someone else and taking that on ourselves, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But we have to make sure we're giving ourselves grace and giving grace to those around us. So either way you find yourself in this situation, whether it's a heart issue, whether it's a matter of sabotaging the things that you know you need to do or resetting your intentions, I just pray that you can see that this is a mountain that God can move. It's an obstacle in the way of where he wants you to be and he's big enough to move it. You have to ask him to move it and freely allow him to move it. You know, sometimes we ask for God to do things in our life But secretly, deep down inside of our souls, we kind of don't want him to answer that prayer because it can be scary. It can be a change. It can be an unexpected thing. And it might be an answer to a prayer in a way that we don't expect him to answer the prayer. Sometimes we want him to answer our prayers exactly how we want him to, but sometimes he'll answer it in a completely different way. And that can be scary sometimes because what does that actually look like? What is that going to require of me? But I promise you, He has you. He's got you. And anything he has for you is better than any expectation we can dream up in our head. So if you find yourself there and this rings true for you, I just pray for him to show you what that's about. And when I say what that's about, it's not about past issues that might have been created in you, like things that have happened in your past. I'm a huge believer in not looking back and digging stuff up. 
But ask him to show you if it's about pride or obedience or discipline or identity because then you can look up specific scripture and ask for prayer around that specific issue. It's all about bringing it into the light. Know that you are not alone in this and take comfort in the fact that we're all not perfect. But we can be working to be more like Jesus. And one of our past guests that I love so much is a perfect example of this. She's real. And she teaches real life strategies to help you with your home. And home is where our heart is. It's where our rest is and where love and growth are. So home is super important. And that's why it's one of our eight areas of life. Now, this guest was originally all the way back on episode 12. And her episode has not only been one of the most popular ones that we've had, but one that people mention to me all the time on how helpful it was to them. So without further ado, here is Dana White from A Slob Comes Clean with a tip for you as you work towards balance in your home. Congratulations on your 100th episode, Jenny. This is Dana of aslobcomesclean.com. And my best tip for decluttering is take it there right now. The moment you decide you're going to keep something, take it where it goes. Don't make a keep pile or put things in a keep box. As much as this goes against my own efficiency instincts, following this principle means that when, not if, I get distracted, I've made progress because there's less stuff in the space where I'm working than there was when I started. And that's the definition of decluttering success. If you've ever dreaded decluttering because you always seem to end up making a bigger mess, this is the solution to that problem. Try it. It is a game changer, I promise. Thank you so much, Dana. I encourage you to check out her website, her book, and all of the resources that she has. All right, our next question, you guys, I'm so excited about this one. I could do a whole episode just on this question, probably a series of episodes on it. It was the first one that came in, and I thanked God when I read it. This question came from Emily. How do you keep balance in your life when your spouse isn't motivated to do the same? I find that I'm often the one to implement new systems into our lives, whether it be cleaning routines, prayer, scripture, study routines, etc. My husband is totally supportive. But it's not always the best at sticking to them. After a few days, I notice he isn't trying very hard to stick to the new system. So I get frustrated and I give up. Then we're right back to square one. I'm really not sure what else to do at this point. I've talked to him, but due to personality, it's really hard for him to get to know how I'm feeling. I have been there before. Before I answer this, let me tell you a story. For 10 years, my husband was a stay-at-home dad. Now, before you start painting a picture in your head of what you think that that would look like and how amazing it is, let me tell you the reality. My husband is not me. Thank God he is not me. He is an amazing man. He is great with the kids. He loves on me, supports me, loves God. But he is not a house cleaner. He is not a housewife. He doesn't see the dirt that I see. A box of mac and cheese and corn dogs from the freezer is a great dinner in his eyes. When I first went back to work when my first son was born and decided he would stay home, I made him chore charts and a schedule for his day. Yep, that's I did that. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. He said thank you and put them in a pile on the counter and it got buried. So I put it on a big board in the kitchen and it got ignored. Over many discussions, and yes, I'm using air quotes when I say discussions, I learned that I was not his boss. I could ask him if he could do some things, but telling him what to do or how we were going to run the house just was not going to work. I had to let him be him. When I felt like I wasn't being supported enough, I would talk to him about it and how it impacted me and ask for help. 
The systems are there for you. Balance is an inside job. We cannot change other people. But when they start to see the fruit of the change, they're more likely to be inspired to do the same. Every marriage is different. Every schedule is different. But I will say taking personal responsibility over doing the things that you know will bring balance to yourself, you will find much greater success. Now, I will say we ended up getting a housekeeper that came every two weeks to deep clean the house. There were nights and mornings of the week that my husband is in charge of making sure the kids do what they need to do. Um, I had to let go of how it got done. It's his responsibility to get it done his way. I had to give him grace, and I hope that you give your husband grace that you would want extended to you. Make sure that you are doing what's best for you and let him do him. You know, marriage takes hard work. But it's the most important earthly relationship that we have. And whenever I need marriage advice that's biblically sound, and let me say that again, marriage advice that's biblically sound right now, mm, there's a lot of brokenness out there in this world that wants to give you advice around marriage, and it's not always good. But when you're looking for something that is good, I always turn to Kimberly Walton from cherishedwives.com. You know, Kimberly's been on the show a few times and is very active in our free Facebook group as well as a Life Balance membership. And when dealing with marriage, wise counsel is so important. And that's what you get from Kimberly. Here's a marriage tip that she has for you. And I want to share five things that husbands want, even if they don't recognize it. I call it the D-A-R-N-T approach to hubbies. D is for desired. Surprise, surprise, men want to be desired and feel virile and handsome just as women want to feel attractive. A and R stand for admired and respected. Admiration and respect are matching bookends. They're both emotional states, but different actions grow out of each. It's common to express admiration verbally more than respect, while respect is often displayed in the way we treat a person. This is especially true during times when we find we have different perspectives or opinions. N is for needed. Feeling needed means that you have value and significance. In a world that can devalue husbands, it's important that our mates understand they have value to us. And T is for trusted. Trusted is knowing that you can count on your mate to follow through and handle things. It's having faith in him and letting him know that you consider him able. And yes, trust is far more than just being faithful. These are my five things that husbands want. Next time you're feeling that marriage is hard, consider the darnt approach. Thank you so much, Kimberly. You know, balance does get more complicated when we introduce other people into the equation, whether it's your husband, your boss, your kids. All you can do is work on yourself. We can't do that much for the other party. Speaking of kids, a lot of the stress and expectations and guilt from being a working mom stems from those little people in our lives. They don't mean it. It just comes from them. So here's a parenting tip from one of our past guests, parenting expert and family therapist, Joy Acaso from Parenting in Perspective. Today, I'd like to share three ways that you can strengthen your bond with your children. The first one is be curious. It's not just our own children that need to explore and be curious. Ask them what makes them happy, what makes them frustrated, all to say that with the intention of genuinely getting to know who they are because curiosity ultimately removes judgment. 
be generous. You can never be wrong when you, as a mom, are generous with your time and attention, especially when they are seeking you out. Give them your undivided interest. When they are trying to show you a project they did in school or when they want you to listen to a story about their friends. And lastly, be purposeful. Remember that your children's needs are beyond the physical. Treat them as a whole person. They have the same needs as you do. Thanks so much, Joy. You know, Joy was originally a guest back on episode 90 where she helped guide us through creating a stress-free morning with our kids. If you haven't listened to that one, I hope you go and check it out. She's also got a great YouTube channel full of great parenting tips. I think you should check that out as well. All right, one more question. Oh, and if you're like, I so wish I could have asked a question, just head on over to Instagram or join our Facebook group. I'll be giving opportunities to ask questions this week, but you really, you can ask me questions anytime, anytime about anything. Now on Instagram, you can find me at your.life.rocks and you can search for us on Facebook or you can just go to yourliferocks.com and click on the community tab for instant access. All right, our last question comes from Tammy. How do you balance raising a four-year-old child who requires a great deal of attention with all the other areas of life? I work from home. I'm also a homeschool mom. And how do you do that without putting him in front of the TV? Now, let me just say, when I started this podcast, I worked at a corporate job with an office. I would travel a ton, but when I was home, I was home. I would daydream about being able to work from home and thinking it would make life so much easier. Now, after a lot of life changes that I won't get into here, but you can totally go back into other episodes and hear my story, I work from home half the time and half the time in an office. I love the flexibility, but it makes balance harder. I find that I'm multitasking priorities more than I would like. It's not a matter of multitasking tasks. That's one thing. But when we start to multitask priorities, that's when we get into trouble. And you know what? It took me probably like six months of that kind of working style to realize it wasn't working for me. The structure of my environment and schedule wasn't serving anyone and I had to make some hard, fast rules and decisions to make it better. I believe you can do all the things, just not all the things at once. Entertaining a four-year-old and working, really working, does not work. There's a time to be a mom and there's a time to be a worker. Dividing the time can be hard, but it is possible. Now here's three things I recommend. Number one, establish work hours and get help with your child during those times. He doesn't always have to be in daycare during those hours. It could be a co-op learning environment for homeschoolers where a couple of days a week they're learning in a group environment and freeing up your time. Number two, discipline yourself to be extremely focused to get as much done during your work time as possible. You know, sometimes, and I'm so guilty of this, we can fill our time with meaningless tasks that don't actually move the needle. They just fill time. You can't afford to do that when you're trying to balance all these different things, especially working from home. I recommend using the Pomodoro method. It's like a 20 minutes on, five minutes off. So you can do 20 minutes on a project with no interruptions, super hyper-focused, but figure out whatever works for you to make sure you're not getting distracted by the other stuff. And number three, make sure you're taking care of the other areas of your life. When you're working from home, you often find those small little pockets of time to get work in late at night when the kids are asleep, early in the morning when the kids are still asleep. But when are you working on your marriage? When are you working on your health or taking time for God? We can't ignore those other areas of life or we will never find balance. Well, good luck, Mama, and enjoy that age. Four was one of my favorite ages with my kiddos. It is so much fun. 
And speaking of making the moments count, our next guest is a very good friend of mine and she reminds me to be intentional about making memories and really experiencing life. And I really need this. I can easily get consumed with a to-do list and forget that time is ticking by. From the mom-inspired show and the creator of the Dream Achiever vacation planning tool, here is Amber Sandberg with a tip for you about fun. Jenny, congratulations on your 100th episode. I am so excited for you. So today I'm gonna share the tip about really inspiring moms to travel and go on vacation with their kiddos. I think it's really hard in today's age to just get so busy and you think, oh, we'll go this day or we'll go this year and time just keeps passing on. And it can also be overwhelming and it can be hectic to think about traveling and even traveling, it can be crazy. So I want though to encourage moms to really be intentional with it because I want them to think about how many more years do they have before their kids go off to college. I think it's gonna be quicker than what most realize. So today I just really want to inspire the moms to start making those travel plans and they can have those family memories that when the kids are older, they'll look back and those are going to be the times that are gonna be super exciting for the kids and bring such happiness. I am so grateful for Amber and all of our experts for sharing their tips with us over the past 100 episodes. I am also so grateful for you for listening to the show, leaving us a review, sharing it with your friends. You know, together we are challenging what it means to be a working mom. We are challenging the culture and having them look back to Christ for the answer. I also want to thank our members of Life Balance Membership for supporting the show and for taking action toward creating more balance in their life. Inside Life Balance Membership, we have the library of online courses to help you create systems in your life, plus a ton of videos, checklists, worksheets, articles, and more to help you grow in all areas of your life. If you would like to support the show and take that next step to living all of this stuff out, you can start a free seven-day trial by going to lifebalancemembership.com. All right, at the top of the show, I said I had an announcement. Are you ready? I'm still in awe that we have 100 episodes. Thank God for carrying us through almost two years of podcasting. I could not be more excited about the future and what we have planned for you, what we have planned to reach even more people who don't even listen to podcasts to spread the message. And part of that, the Your Life Rocks show is growing. We will now have two podcasts for you each week. On Tuesday, we will have all guests. So you can learn from experts in all areas of your life. And in addition to that, all of those guests will be providing bonus content for each episode to go a little bit deeper exclusively to our Life Balance members. Then on Thursday, you'll get a second episode with just me. I'm going to try to keep the second episode to 20 minutes or less, but you'll get real life solutions from a working mom to encourage you in your faith and a few surprises along the way. I think it's going to be really, really great. I'm super excited. And we start this week. This week, we will be talking on Thursday about prayer and work and how you can really combine the two. So make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss anything coming up. We have so much stuff planned for you from now until the end of the year to help cut the stress around the holidays. I'm super excited for all of that content for you. 
And don't forget to join us over on Instagram and on our Facebook group for some fun giveaways this week. Again, you can find us on Instagram at your.life.rocks. Now, next week, we have our favorite marriage expert, Kimberly Walton, back with us talking about how to protect your marriage. You guys, this episode is so good. So good. I think it's going to bless a lot of you. It's going to bless a lot of marriages. God's going to do amazing things through Kimberly and what everything she's going to share with you. So super excited for that. So until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Bye.